Welcome to Oz NFTs, NFTs are for everyone podcast. Every week, we'll bring you Australian artists, collectors, and builders that are paving the way in the Web3 space. We'll go deep into their stories, how they're reshaping digital culture, and how you can get involved. Welcome to episode one of the NFTs are for everyone podcast. Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing the legendary James Rowdy. James is a visionary, futurist, and early adopter in the NFT and crypto space. He's made ripples through the scene here in Australia, being a part of the infamous NFT Melb crew, hosting community-focused IRL events around Australia and soon to be New Zealand. James is extremely passionate and knowledgeable about Web3. He's dedicated to making the world a better place by sharing his knowledge through education and infecting the world with love, kindness, and positive vibes. Let's dive in. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. I had to say it. I had to say it. <laughs> I've been thinking about it on the flight all the way over. Oh, really? How do I start this legendary podcast? <laughs> I love it. Cheers, mate. Cheers, brother. Welcome to Oz NFT's first ever podcast. Mate, thanks we, for having we me. We really sir. appreciate it. Yeah, really man. It's an honor it. being the first one. Can we just get a little bit about you? Who yeah, you cool. Are, what you do, what you love to do? Yeah, cool. So, um, my name's James Rowdy. Um, I'm an NFT OG, early adopter. Uh, got into NFTs in September 2020 uh, when there was I was one of 12,000 wallets on OpenSea at the time. Crazy. And then uh, now I do a few. I wear a few different hats. So I work for a company called Banksa. Um, we are the leading uh, fiat on and off ramp uh, in Web3. And um, yeah, so it's, it's kind of like a PayPal the, of Web3, which is quite cool. Uh, so I do marketing for them. And then I also help out with uh, NFT melt. So... I'm in the NFT Melbourne crew. Uh, we run uh, IRL events every sort of two weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that thing is just sort of like a bit of fun on the side and it's just blossomed into this beautiful sort of business essentially. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. going well. I want to dive into NFT Mel, but I also want to know about your thoughts on the onboard offboarding ramps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how that's, how you're looking to uh, engage retail and engage the masses and and how you're looking to make that friction a lot less intense yeah and great question so um i'm still learning a lot about fiat on and off ramps i i think a lot of people don't actually understand how important they are and and the bigger role that they they play um because it's just so clunky right now right yeah well you're right we're trying our whole point at bankster is trying to make it as frictionless as possible and we do that by um, our APIs and widgets and stuff like that. You can go onto our website, bankster.com. And if you're a developer, developers would love it a lot because they can go in there, access to APIs, jump in the sandbox straight away, have a play around with it. And they're like, oh, wow, this is, it's, a, it's yeah, developers really love it. Um, so I well, think- you need them on board first, right? Yeah, 100%. People need to be able to play with it. Yeah, so they exactly. they can take it to market. Mate, it's, it's, it's crucial. I mean, for us to keep getting wider adoption in Web3 and keep growing, we need um, fiat on and off ramps. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all good to make lots of gains with magical internet money. Uh, <laughs> but how it? do we get that out, you know, once we make those gains and, and then go and use that in IRL? Um, so, yeah, it, it's really, really important. Um, you know, we've had a bit of a restructure recently, which is cool and exciting. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, now we're just really focusing on... Um, wallets and you know centralized exchanges and decentralized exchanges Mm -hmm. so um the good thing for us is you know for a decentralized exchange they can 
stay completely decentralized and still leverage off us because we've got all the fraud compliance, all the legalities sorted. So they don't have to worry about that. Um, So we do something called KYC, Know Your Customer. Mm -hmm. And we've also introduced something called KYB, which is Know Your Business. Mm. Yeah, so we do that. Um, It's a B2B business model. Um, however, it's it's for it's B two B to C. I I in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, because our consumers, our end users, they are using that to obviously onboard their fiat and then turn that into a digital asset, i.e., crypto or NFT. And so you've moved from Web two marketing to now Web three marketing. Yeah. So funny story, right? Um, so my background is predominantly sales, um, sales and construction for about fourteen years. Um, you know, dealing likes with Metricon and Henley Boutique, like big, you know, residential builders. Um, so that was sort of, yeah, I've done that for ages. I've, I've really got no marketing degrees or background. So the only marketing background I have, long story short, you know, I, I got into, uh, into like crypto in 2017. I bought a bunch of Bitcoin. Um, and then after that, I was buying Fiat here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, you know, we had that big spike and then it came crashing down 2017, 2018. Did you jump at the right time? No, no, I still <laughs> hold them. I still hold them. I never sold because I was, I was, still, I was still understanding it, but I was always fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to 2020, um, COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working corporate construction and I was like, okay, cool. I need to, um, I know I was looking around at, you know, everyone in my company and they're all, all the older guys are all. The corporate ladder, and I was like, oh, they're all old, stressed out. They don't spend any time with their family. They work long hours, you know, and it's very political and just really negative and toxic environment. I didn't want to do that. And I found some kid on YouTube who's doing drop shipping, e-commerce. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, look, I can do that too. So well, well, the ego was, whatever he can do, I can do better. Because I'm great at sales. I'm not going to lie. I'm very, very good at sales. And um, so I started that. I started a store with a mate. Didn't do too well, started another one, started to get some traction, another one, started to get some more traction, another one, okay, bingo. Um, and I was like, hey, I'm making more money. I Then my current job, I quit my corporate construction job, uh, moved to Bali during a pandemic, amazing. Uh, went <laughs> over there uh, in 2020, September, and uh, yeah, got over there. And then I remember just meeting these like, Bali's a hub for digital nomads, mm, YouTubers, yeah. entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Whereabouts were you exactly? In Changu. Changu, yeah. Yeah, so I was living there um, and I've been to Bali multiple times. And so it's like a second home for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met these guys over there and they're like, yo, rowdy NFTs. Now this was the early days where, you know, Clubhouse, you need an invite from someone to get into there. I remember that. Yeah, man. Is Clubhouse still around? It's still around. It is, it is. It's, look, Twitter space has killed it. Mm, you know, mm. I remember Twitter went to them uh, with the acquisition, a uh, s- s- couple of billions of dollars. They were like, nah, we're going to stick with it. Yeah, and they out, shot yeah. themselves in the foot, you know. But yeah, I remember back then and then I jumped on OpenSea and, um, you know, it was, like I said, one of the first 12,000 wallets on there. And I was, it was wild, wild west back then. Um but yeah, I remember going on there and, and and I was like, I had that light bulb moment when I heard about NFTs and these guys introduced me to it and I was like, holy shit, this is going to change the fucking world. What exactly was it about that light bulb moment that struck you? Was it the tech behind it? Was it the utility? Was it the use cases? Yeah, was it pretty much everything. Yeah, okay. I was like, holy shit, you know, um, I remember like one of the first use cases like, oh, you can own this. And I was like, wow. And then I was like, 
remember being listening on this um this clubhouse space with these guys and they were like you know memberships tickets everything and then that's when it sort of hit me and i was like mm. holy shit so i got real loud on social media um and i was like i wasn't even on like i had twitter account but i was inactive mm. uh it was mainly sort of facebook and, and instagram i was telling everyone everyone just thought i was crazy no one believed in me but i was just so I had that much conviction you know i was like a oh, crypto and, and it's the future and then i was like i need to you know move home and uh you know go hard with this and really just dive deep do you feel like you've been a catalyst for some of those people in your life yeah 100 percent um yeah it's it's kind of it's very uh i guess inspiring and empowering not just to myself but to others as well um how i've i've taught a lot of people about crypto and nfts a lot of people have been very very profitable mm. uh, a lot of i've changed a lot of people's lives you know like in that aspect where teaching them how to get into it and you know then they go and flip nfts full-time or go degen full-time or crypto or whatever and it's just like it's kind of like paying it forward you know i'm like oh this that fulfills me you know mm -hmm. i'm just like mm -hmm. well this is this is what my purpose is on this planet to inspire others share my journey and and just like the world is abundant you know absolutely. everyone can win yeah absolutely mm -hmm. do you see your attitude towards the space changing i can see that you're obviously doing a lot of building you're focusing now on you know frictionless solutions are you moving away from that sort of degen lifestyle into more how we can make this uh, a thing, a mass adoption exercise? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of cool to watch it evolve since 2020, right? Um, and seeing all the, the, the different trends and the different metas change, you know, so rapidly. So for me, it's more, yeah, definitely it's kind of... Um, I'll still have that degen inside of me somewhere, way or another. <laughs> um, but for me, it's more about long-term sustainable, um, you know, uh, building long-term long sustainable um, opportunities. So things like, look, the, the biggest gap in the market, everyone thinks that we're just going to be flipping JPEGs forever, but that's not true. The, you look at, it, you got to look at the brick and mortar businesses and the B2Bs. How do they implement it? Well, the beautiful thing about NFT is it's completely universal and disruptive in so many different industries. Every industry, it's applicable. It's insane. Yeah, it's, it's insane. insane. That that was that was my light bulb moment um, where I I had an NFT and I was listening to people talk about it, future thinkers, and I realized that anyone that has a social media account, anyone that has an Instagram account, is going to need an NFT strategy. Mm. I think it's that they go hand in hand. They're just as imperative as each other. Mm. And it's just going to be those first movers that, you know, take the risks, work out the kinks, spend the money, all the rest of it mm. to lay the way for the rest. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So one thing that I'm really like, after I saw the whole, you know, we went through the Board Ape Yacht Club and all those other blue chips sort of stuff. I was like, back then I was like, mm, you got to look at the bigger picture. How does this tech involve real life businesses mm -hmm. and brands mm -hmm. how does it affect the cafes and coffees and that we go to and get all the coffees right how does it affect the pubs that we're in how does it affect the supermarkets you know restaurants etc like nightclubs that's the biggest opportunity so exciting so i remember exciting. so it's funny and, and i posted a status in january 21 um after i done i got into top shot done quite well at tom top shot still hold a shitload of them um 
and I, I posted the status and I on Facebook, you know, um, and I was getting no engagement on these posts. By the way, everyone was like, oh, "Whatever, mate." Um, and I, I remember posting this thing, and and this is how crazy the universe works, right? And I was like, "Every big sporting brand is going to use NFTs in the future, right?" And uh, I was I listed the AFL, I listed Australian Open, like sorry, Tennis Australia, tennis. Um, I listed, and then all these others. And then you know, here we are. What you know, a twenty twenty one, like uh, you know, a year and a bit later. And Daniel and I and NFT Mail, we've uh, been, you know, working with the AFL on their mint, um, helping them out with some promotional stuff and marketing oh, and wow. stuff, Amazing, uh, which is quite cool. And um, it's kind of like that pinch me moment, you know, it's like, here I am, I predicted this back in 21, everyone thought I was full of shit and I could just see the bigger picture. Um, and I was like, wow, you know, and then it's quite That's cool. Amazing. Yeah, it's quite cool. And then obviously Australian Open, they executed a really great NFT project, a metaverse project. They did. I love that. Yeah. The, the coordinates of the winning shots. Yeah, mate. Such an immersive the, experience. So cool. They pulled it off. Yeah, like it was insane how how great they they executed that. It was really well done. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. So, a lot of the talk is be careful of the language that you're using when you're explaining mm. NFTs to retail. Mm. How would you explain an NFT to your grandmother? That's a great question. So I would say to my grandmother, you know that China cabinet that you've got with all your fucking China plates that you you never touch? Her spoons. Yeah, that's all it. Old spoons. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, like you own that, right? That means something of value to you. And then you go to Antiques Roadshow and other people think that's a, something of value. So you get that, but in a digital version, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's... You'll never be able to break it again, but you still get to keep that, you know? And um, I would say that's the best way, but another, probably an easy way is it's a contract. An NFT is a contract, right? It's a, an agreement, like a mortgage, like a anything, any sort of contract, but it's just written in code on a blockchain, mm-hmm. all right? It's a digital ledger, and uh, that's, that's essentially what it is. Provenance, right? Yeah, exactly. So I would say to... Yeah, to answer that question, probably the China thing for, for grandma, but for everyone else, I would say, just think of a contract. Mm-hmm. All it is, you can put whatever you want in that contract. You know, some contracts pay you dividends. Some provide other forms of utility access to certain things. Whatever it may be, um, it's all it is is a contract. Okay, interesting. I mean, it's just where everyone's spending their time, right? Mm. And why would you spend your time somewhere and not be able to own the things that you're developing and growing and, and purchasing? Yeah. Um, was it Vitalik that was working, was playing on Warcraft, World of Warcraft? Yeah, he was big on World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, and he's based a lot of this, you know, Ethereum stuff around that, you know. And uh, and I get it, you know, a lot of boomers and, and the older people that just don't understand it. But from my perspective, you know, being a 90s kid, I get it. The younger generation, you know, the millennials, the Gen Zs, everything like that, I'm so bullish on them. Mm. and what they're mm. doing in this world. It's mm. amazing. Mm. I want to ask you about what NFTs, you're, what types of NFTs you're particularly interested in at the moment. What do you see having a lot of growth right now? What do you see having a lot of frictions being sort of solved? And what's what's practical for, for retail to start to look at? Yeah, great question. So I consolidated, oh, it would have been about two or three months ago now. Um, so I, done, I, I played my biggest play ever. Uh, in the peak of the other side with the land drop. Okay. Um, and then I sort of looked at things because 
I was looking at it from the perspective, the Discord's very overwhelming. Mm. Every time I'd go in there, there'd be thousands of notifications. I'm like, it was dictating my emotions, how I felt and stuff like that. And I didn't like that. So, you know, I, I consolidated a lot. I was like, okay, focus on long-term reality. Mm-hmm. So I got rid of a lot of, you know, shitty projects. Still got a, a bunch of useless JPEGs, as we it's all do in a wallet. Yeah, it's it is. Um, it's learning, you know, little war medals as I see them. Um, but yeah, so, I, you know, I look, I, I'm only focusing on blue chip ones. Mm-hmm. So ones, you know, Mutant Ape Yacht Club, Board Ape Yacht Club, um, Doodles, yep. uh, Moonbirds, the doodles universe sorry is just mind-blowing yeah it's so cool to see how an entertainment brand is really being created from this pfp that everyone was just looking at going it looks cute but what else does it do Mm. and it's so interesting to see because these are the entertainment brands of tomorrow absolutely these what's happening here the board ape yacht clubs the doodles the moonbirds like these are the disney's these Mm. are the marvels and nickelodeon stuff like that i get it you know Marvel, Nickelodeon, yes, Web 2, you know, done well. They are coming into Web 3. We're having chats with Nickelodeon at the moment about, um, and Paramount Pictures and these other big brands, right? How do we get in? How do we, how, you know, how can we work together? They'll come in, they'll do well, but these are like Web 3 companies, like, like I just said, those are the ones that, they're the new Disney's and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, the Mm -hmm. new era. I just don't see a Web2 company coming in and overturning them because these are the organic, they started from the ground up and they've blossomed into these beautiful, amazing brands, right? It's really interesting that you've got these big household names coming to experts and agencies such as yourselves. Mm. And I think that it's really imperative that that happens. Did you see Chris Brown's recent drop? Yeah. He released 10,000 NFTs and sold 200 and something. Yeah, that's right. And then there was, uh, and, and Kevin Hart, right? He... Uh, I think they both have about 140 something million followers each. Uh, and Kevin Hart, you know, he had a flop as well. Mm. Um, what do you think's going on there? So I think that there's a few things going on there. One is you, I'm seeing a big shift where consumers are a lot smarter. A lot, everyone in the space, we're very, very smart and intelligent because we've been in the trenches. We've had the rug pulls, the scams. We've all been, you know, robbed one way or another hardened yeah exactly and and it's community driven you know we're always on twitter or discord talking with one another what do you think about this everyone's got an opinion and everyone respects each other's opinion Mm -hmm. and that's the difference Mm -hmm. it's you can't just a lot of these web 2 agencies that are coming across these marketing agencies especially that are coming across going oh yep cool we know how to market web 3 marketing is completely different and i've had this conversation with multiple people but they go no it's not and i'm like yes it is. you can't just fucking piss money up the wall and run facebook and instagram and tiktok ads for nft projects anymore we're too smart of consumers consumers yes. a team right well exactly mm. but the other thing is the other side of it is like their their target audience they probably don't even fucking know mm. what an nft is mm-hmm. you know like that they want the the people who are like oh we want to invest in chris chris brown and kevin hart but they don't know how to buy an NFT and stuff like that. And you think about it, it's, it's quite a, there's a lot of clicks involved and a lot of like steps to actually get an NFT. Mm-hmm. You know, signing up for a MetaMask wallet, writing down your seed phrase. Okay, cool. Now you need to get some, your fiat currency. So go and, you know, open an, ex- uh, an account with an exchange. Cool. KYC. You know, then after that, okay, cool. Send your fiat into your, to buy crypto. Cool. Once you got that, 
send that over to your wallet. You're going to have to pay a fee for that. Okay, cool. And then once it's there, okay, now What's go over. What's a gas fee? Your gas fee. Mm. And then go over to OpenSea. Then try and buy an NFT. Then another gas. Like, it, you're like, fuck, what the fuck is going on? It's very overwhelming for newbies, right? And yeah. that's how new it is. People don't, they, people just go, oh, that's the standard. No, it will become f- more frictionless as we evolve. Mm. And so you're in the forefront of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're actually bringing out a new product, um, which has just been launched. It's called NFT to Checkout. Wow. So we will work with um, NFT projects, NFT marketplaces, um, and you can essentially go and buy an NFT using local payment methods. So Google wow. Pay, Apple Pay, your credit card, debit card, very easy, frictionless. And that's going to be the big thing for like ad- adoption, mass adoption, right? Because you've got to really dumb it down for people. You know, how many conversations have we had with people and they're going, you're like, oh, you want to get them into it? And they just go, I just don't get it. Or, you know, it's just too hard. Mm. And, you know, the amount of scams that are going on as well is, exactly. is crazy. So I, I love that we're in a bit of a, a dip at the moment. Yeah. This I think the, it really clears everything out. And this is the most exciting time to get it. It's mad. I've, you know, been around since 2017. It didn't go up and down. Now I'm just like, I'm, I'm busier than ever. Mm. Um, more productive and... It's kind of good because, you know, the people who weren't really meant to, they were, they were temporary people that were in for a minute. Now you've really got some, you know, cool, hardcore visionaries, people with purpose, builders that just have that much conviction in themselves and others about where this is going, where it's heading uh, and where we're going as individuals and as a collective and growing together. Mm-hmm. Man, it's beautiful to see, you know, everyone coming around supporting each other um, and this sort of current climate. Yeah, it's you can't beat that. Like, I try to say to people, I'm like, you know, you can't really explain what Web3 is to them because you and I have had discussions and with, you know, ourselves and others, and it's just like that passion, that fire, that's what's going to get you through. Mm. Like, I say to everyone, you know, everyone's like, oh, crypto is taking a dip, you know, and I'm like, good. Let it, it's exciting. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm not worried about today. I'm worried about three, five years from now. Mm-hmm. Imagine the conversation you and I are going to be having in three years. Oh man, I can't. Hey, wait. Rowdy, remember when we first, you know, filmed that first podcast? We met, and you know, and we done this and built this, and then here we are, three years later. You know, look what we've built. Look where we're at, and you know, and we can reflect back and go, you know what? We went against the grain. Everyone told us to, hey, quit, get out, like it's a scam, you know, hearing all these buzzwords that the mainstream media hates us. And we're like, nah, we could see the vision. We know what's happening. It's powerful. Absolutely. So you've got a lot of VC capital now coming into the space, mm. which is really interesting because it's pretty non-typical of a bear market. What are your thoughts on that? Are they speculating? Are they seeing an opportunity to, to jump in and, and get there and just try things out start testing the markets yeah so that's another great question so um look the vcs are smart that's why they're vcs right they they are visionaries themselves they can they love investing in in innovation um and i think it's a good thing that powers mainstream adoption Mm -hmm. you know whether it be the big banks the jp morgans and and whoever else um or just the smaller ones, um, they all play a crucial role because they all support, you know, those startups, those people with the amazing ideas that want to go and build something and do something great and just don't have that financial backing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's they're really, really important. It's I know a lot of them are scared now 
you know, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of money's flown out. Uh, a lot of people got damaged and, and hurt. I get it, but you can only learn and grow from there. Um, we've actually got a, a VC uh, extension of our business at Banksa. It's called Apollo Capital. Okay. And it's the best performing Web3 VC fund in Australia. Wow. Yeah, we just they won a couple of um, other awards, but um, yeah, they do some really, really cool stuff. Um, yeah, very, very cool. So, you know, we're, you know, it's, it's cool to be surrounded people like people like that. And then also in our building, um, which you'll see tomorrow. Uh, so the whole building is web three, right? So you've got us, you've got, uh, um, below us, you'll have Zedron, Perion, Upside Dow. Um, and then you have Caleb and Brown on the two floors above us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's talks about other companies like crypto.com or FTX potentially taking the, the top floor. Wow. Wow. So we're all Web3. What a playground. Yeah, it's a playground. Yeah. So um, very, very cool. And Upside Dow is quite cool, which you'll learn more about tomorrow. But um, they're essentially like an incubator for startups, right? Oh, dope. Yeah. Okay. So people cool. can come and work in there, um, like a co-working space kind of thing. But you're surrounded by the Zedruns, the Perions. Um, Incredible. And then us and Apollo Capital, you know, and all these other people in the building. So just the support network there, it's huge. But um, yeah, back to your question. Yeah, I think... The um, there's definitely a need with VCs. Um, I think the next twelve months will be sort of a bit of a reset, um, and then as it starts to kick off the next bull run, hopefully, uh, we will see you know money come back in and, and the VCs. But the VCs, the smart ones that are investing now, thinking long 12, 24 months from now, you know they'll do very very well if they invest in the right project. The right projects, absolutely. We're talking with a lot of local artists, uh, mostly in the Sydney area. Yeah. And it's an interesting conversation that we're having with them. What is your advice to artists or businesses that are curious about the space, but obviously a little bit skeptical? Yeah, that's, that's, um, I think what I would say is, I mean, from an artist perspective, it makes sense. Artists have been robbed for years. They have a lot of like, it's very tough to be an artist unless you, you know, crack it and become amazing at what you do. And then, you know, then, you know, you're sorted. But it's kind of like being a, a rapper, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the one in a million opportunity. Absolutely. Um, so I think from an artist perspective, it makes sense. Like you need to learn about this. Okay. You can commercialize your IP, huge upside potential there. Two, all your supporters, your friends, your family, your community now has a chance to support you, Right. And this is the best thing about NFTs. It gives power to the creators, the artists, you know, all these cool people and it allows them to express themselves and get rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. The cool thing is with an NFT, you know, if they go and paint a painting um, and then do an NFT for it, they could sell the NFT and the painting essentially for the first drop. And then them, that person who gets it might sell the NFT, you know, for, for a profit cool kudos to them but then you know a royalty fee 10 20 percent whatever it may be which is written into the smart contract of the nft goes back to that artist automatically automatically straight into their wallet you don't have to do anything right there's no oh waiting for larry to pay jane and and go from there no 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 that gets the smart contract works that out cool that's going straight to you know this person over there so 
Yeah, like if if you're an artist and you haven't looked into that, you, you should because it, it's crazy. I mean, I've seen a lot of artists come into the space, and they're not just looking on one, you know, and like they'll have their own Genesis drop, uh, which is their own collection. But then they can go and work on a another NFT project or for another company and mm. go and do some artwork for them and mm. stuff like that. I think the cool thing about NFTs um, is it's very culture driven, right? So you've got the best of everything you've got artists that are you know painting drawing whatever it may be 3d artists then you've also got vocal artists i.e artists you know like singers rappers songwriters whatever um then you've also got you know this dj culture the guys that love flipping and everyone you know gives them a bad rap but they actually help the liquidity move along they play a vital role um so you've Absolutely. got them and then you've also got you know the vcs and you've got the builders and the found like it's it's very cultural what what's going on here you know myself and the nft melbourne crew what essentially that like we believe that we're doing is cultivating the culture right throwing these events everyone just thinks we're throwing a party no no it's more than that right we've got a room of you know artists founders builders developers degents everyone in the space and they're all coming together and collaborating in one way or another Mm. and complementing one each other one way or another man you'll you'll experience it tomorrow but the atmosphere is just something else it's man the community that we've got is so engaged and it's kind of like you find your people you know we have people coming up to us in events crying and and really like just so happy that they've finally found them people and just like oh my god this is it's such a positive experience um our community is very we would be nothing without them um each one of them is an is is beautiful as an individual but even more beautiful as a collective Uh, and as a community they all come together and and and, uh, share a common vision Uh, and it's kind of cool when we throw these events and people meet for the first time and it's kind of a bit like blind dating you've got your own online aliases right but they come together and then you go you know the, the next sort of couple of events later they they come together right and they're like oh we're best mates we've been hanging out we're doing doing this or we've been oh we've started a project together oh we're building this we're doing this and, and you i'm get like to facilitate all of it dude and i'm just like man it fills me up with so much love and 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 joy and i'm just like holy shit like this is what it's all about you know like that's that's what we we see ourselves as we're, we're cultivating the culture right and we're helping it grow and farm along and and we're being that bridge essentially for the community to engage with um you know brands and you know vcs uh and everyone else who's building in the space and then they can come together because us as humans we thrive off social interaction mm-hmm. and we're so like any opportunity we get now especially with the COVID stuff that we've gone through we love it you know so it's like oh you know you want to catch up with friends okay cool you know as you can see we're a lot more active now people are traveling everywhere people are going out a lot more stuff like that um and i think it's just being more present and not and not taking it for granted right and going cool i want to spend as much time and and give as much attention to as many people as possible it's amazing so leading from that you know bringing people together and having everyone all these different sort of people with different personalities and different skill sets how do nfts enable collaboration yeah that's so multifaceted right um because you've got an if you want to start an nft project 
So an NFT, usually at the moment, there's uh, some sort of uh, art connected to it at the front of it, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So you have, so that would be an artist for an artist to create some art. You might have some people behind it who go, hey, we've got this great idea where we want to launch a project, but um, all the money that we make is going to go into um, a DAO or something like that. Mm -hmm. So straight away, you need an artist for that. You need an entrepreneur or preneurs Mm -hmm. with the vision. Uh, Then you also need developers to come on board for that. You might need someone in marketing to come and get involved with that and, and sales. Um, and you're essentially starting a small business, aren't well, you? And that's what they are. Mm. NFT projects are businesses. And I think that's why we've seen so many pools, so many poorly executed projects, especially mm. early on. Because I don't think people understood quite what they were getting themselves into. Yeah, exactly right. And you know, now the market's grown up and evolved and become more focused going, okay, cool. Well, they realize that they are businesses. And, you know, now they want to see docs teams and find out, hey, well, what did you do in Web 2 that was significant that, you know, I know that there's going to be an ROI there in one way or another, or you know what you're doing and can run a business, right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen a lot of great projects, um, you know, come out of this, you know, especially in Australia, you know, things like Psychedelics Anonymous, the MetaKey, um, really notable projects, and have done extremely, extremely well. Um, so it's good to, to see that. And uh, yeah, I think it's in terms of collaboration, I mean, that's what Web3 is. It's a collaboration. It's everyone just coming together and working together in one way or another to help each other. It's the epitome of being a human being, as I see it. It's crazy because you've got this, you know, such a highly technically advanced technology, yet you're bringing out the most human side of people. And that's and and yeah, and that's what fires me up, mm. because if you look deeper, right? And this is what I I say to everyone. I'm like, the the highest thing for me as being a human is serving another person, right? You you helping another person. You don't know how much, like upside that has, like in terms of ROI or just investment. You know, like in 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 yourself and life and everyone around you. It's crazy. And and watching every like a lot of people don't get this. You know, waking up every morning, we wake up every morning, we jump on Twitter, we say GM. Good morning. People don't understand how fucking powerful that is. Mm. Straight away, subconsciously, you've set the tone for the day. Mm. Today's gonna be a good morning. Mm. What is being successful? Being successful is waking up in a fucking good mood every fucking day. Hundred percent. Like that is success. Not about what car you drive, like, okay, cool, the luxuries, this and that, but it's about that. It's setting the tone. And then it's all helping each other. Everyone that I've, majority of people that I've seen in this space, they all want to help each other in one way or another, you know? It's fascinating to see. I was not expecting it at all. And then when I sort of saw it, you know, because coming from Web 2 or, you know, just traditional business, it's not really the mindset that you go in with. No, it's not. It's not what they teach you at university. Exactly. And so coming in, I was a bit shocked. And then I sort of thought, okay, is it real? And then I get to meet people like you and I get to go to these events and I, I can't wait for tomorrow, but it's, it's actually the baseline and yeah. it's very interesting to see. And it's, it's very exciting. It's sometimes you have to sort of almost pinch yourself a little bit and go, hang on, no, this is actually the attitude. And it's a lot more relaxing mm. and it's a lot more exciting to get involved and just, just Wait, build. And let's just touch base on that. So for everyone in the audience, right? 
I met you what a couple of days ago. Yeah, it was Friday last week. We yeah. had a chat. Yeah, we we met on Twitter, reached out to one another. Hey, let's jump on a call. Had a really amazing chat. You you guys actually made my Friday last week. You don't know how much because I have a lot of calls with a lot of people, right? And I get chilled and I get all of it. Mm. The fact that you guys got it when you said in the first like five minutes, you go, we, Rowdy, we just want to provide as much value to people. I was like, you fucking get it. That's all you were doing is providing value to people. And then, you know, we had a great chat and I was like, fuck, I told everyone, you know, I was like, hey, you got, you got to come down to this event. And, you know, here you are, what, a week later. Um, <laughs> it was a bit frantic. We're in, we we're mixed in, a couple of dates up, but exactly. we got there. <laughs> uh, you know, here we are in my living room doing a podcast, having a wine. but And that's the power of it. It's just like, you know, you wouldn't get this in Web2. Everyone's like, oh, what does he want? What's his ulterior motive? No, no, no. Like, I just want you to win. I want to introduce you to all of my friends because you're a good person. You understand it. And you got a lot of value and, and knowledge to give to the world. Like, everyone wins. Mm. Why would I want to not share that with everyone? Mm. Why would you want to inhibit that? Exactly. Mm. So it's like, I want to, you know provide and connect everyone as much as possible what i'm doing in this space i'm creating ripples and i'm telling you like they're starting to become waves you know i'm connecting the dots these people need to meet this needs to happen this needs to happen through and, the party yeah and, and and i just know that like for me i'm like holy shit you know I've, I've connected this person this person now they're doing this and then it's just like i'm creating these ripples and then now they're turning into waves and this is going to help mainstream adoption and but we need everyone like yourselves you know like and everyone else in the space to come together and work together because mate it's it's the epitome of being a good human fucking being absolutely like we achieve so much more together when everyone shares a vision there's too much work to do there's so much work there's to do. too much work to do yeah, to try and exciting. do it yourself yeah man every day i am high as fuck on 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 like on life but mainly because of like you know bits of data people i connect with and stuff like this and it's just like it fires me to fuck up so i can't I don't i don't have time to feel sad mm. you know or, or sit there i'm just like fuck you know like yeah, I could plug into people and like, all right, cool. Or jump on a call with someone. And I'm just like, oh, I met this beautiful person today. You know, it's funny that talking about, um, you know, meeting people, I set this goal of, my, of mine probably about, uh, I think this is the third week it's in, to meet 10 new people a day. I was like, Jesus. Yeah, so, and it doesn't always have to be a phone call or anything like that. I prefer that, like a Google Meet or a Zoom or whatever, or in person, preferably. But, just connecting with someone online um and just going hey what do you do like you know what's your story what's your why wow what's your purpose how do you have time for that i make time because the the way i looked at it i was like i'm meeting a lot of people and it's having huge you know ripple effects all positive and i was like hmm okay cool i've done the maths and i was like okay well 10 people a day that's three and a half thousand people a year Imagine the waves that come off that. Imagine the festival at the end of the year. Yeah, well, exactly, <laughs> right? So it's just like, I'm like, okay, cool. And that's this is the, the way to fast track. As you know, this space moves very, very quickly. It's always changing and we'll, and, and it's cool because it's challenging us as, as, as individuals to, okay, cool, you've got to learn, adapt, you know, and, and grow. And, and that's what happened with COVID, right? We subconsciously, we got to learn. We got put in a shit situation. Okay, games has changed, but we all adapted and we grew from that. Mm -hmm. Now look at us. We're very, um, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, oh, fuck, I've had a mind blank. Uh, 
Oh, fucking lost Adaptive? It. Yeah. No. Anyways. Um, it's amazing to see how the human mind has the ability to change and adapt to its environment. Mm. Exactly. So rapidly. And, yeah. You know, COVID was a huge example. And then being in this space and seeing it move quickly is... You saw the first movers. You're like, holy fuck like i had it on my to-do list to look at it now you've got a project it's it's crazy yeah mate it's, it's amazing it's amazing um resilient is the word resilient we've become so resilient as individuals and i think if you've become resilient if you made it this far in life like congratulations you've like it's amazing you've become so resilient everything that life's thrown at you you've overcome it in one way or another and everyone should be really really proud of that you know i love it Speaking about your goals and your time, do you mind diving in a little bit to your daily and sort of your mindset and sort of yeah. how you optimize your time and energy? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I wake up at four o'clock every morning um, and then what I do uh, straight away is I read a book for an hour. So you can see all those books down there. The way I look at books is their expansion packs. Did you like Sell Like Crazy? Yeah, I did like Sell Like Crazy. Um, I think every one of those books I, I, I've liked. Um, I'm reading The Four Agreements at the moment. Uh, Peter actually got me onto that probably three or four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite book so f like of all time is The Almanac by Naval Ravikant. He is just ridiculous. Yeah. He's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Man, I, I highly suggest everyone reads that book. But yeah, I wake up um, and I read, a, I read a book for an hour, right? And there's a few a few like... Because when you wake up, you're a blank canvas. Most people wake up, jump on their phone straight away. <clears throat> I've never, sorry, I've never heard that before, but it makes complete and utter sense. When you wake up, you're a blank canvas. You're probably the most impressionable that you're going to be throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. And you're the freshest. Wow. Exactly. That's you, cool. And, and you, yeah, it's a blank canvas. So you, whatever you feed your mind into, it's going to dictate the whole, the whole day. You know, win the day, win the, win the morning, win the war is the way I look at it. And you're at war with yourself every fucking day. So what I do is I wake up at four o'clock. I read for an hour. I don't even touch my phone, mm. right? Um, and again, you know, back to what I was saying, a lot of people wake up and they and they touch their look at their phone and they read it and they go, oh fuck, you know, they'll go on Instagram, then Twitter, then Facebook, then TikTok, etc. And then the, they've wasted an hour or something like that, and they're entertaining their monkey mind and their brain. So straight away they're distracted from their goals, from their purpose in life. Me, I read those books. And I'm like, hmm. And then after that, I go sit in that chair and I look out and and then I meditate. I uh, do a guided meditation for usually, depending how I feel, but usually about thirty to forty minutes. That's solid. Yeah. Have and you been doing that for a while? Did that yeah, take some quite a while, yeah. quite a while. And it's just like, because I, I calm myself down, and then I'm like, all right, cool. I, you know, in that I, you know, I do manifestation and visualization, and then you know, I do some journaling, and then about six o'clock straight into the gym, uh, do that for 45 minutes, um, then come back up here, then have breakfast and, um, yeah, and I'm just have a cold shower, five minute cold shower every morning. And do you jump into the cold shower? Yeah. Or, it yeah? Doesn't, yeah. That's gnarly. And you just keep it to the right. You just keep <laughs> it to the right, bro. It's, you know what it is? It's like, it's, it teaches discipline, especially in cold fucking Melbourne days. Do you get brain freeze? It sucks. It's horrible. But, you know, I've got a mirror in my shower and I scream positive affirmations <laughs> at myself every morning. Yeah. I'm that guy. 
but you know what? It's it's programming. It sounds like a party. It is. It's a fucking party, you know. And I and I scream at myself, and I'm like, you know, I'm beautiful. I'm driven. I'm loved. I'm on my purpose. You know, I'm winning. I'm great. Like I tell myself all these amazing things. Can I dig a touch deeper and yeah. ask perhaps where that um, where that drive to constantly self improve and and to love yourself came from? Yeah. So I went through quite a big change in 2020. Um, and the way I look at it now, it's like, I'm building a fucking legacy here. Like, I don't want to be that guy when I die and there's only 20 or 30 people at my funeral going, oh yeah, like he loved Netflix. He loved the beer, you know, he loved, you know, to go out and party and this and that. No, I want people to, my funeral, there's going to be tens of thousands of people affected in a good way. And they're going to go, Rowdy inspired me to do this. Rowdy made me a better person because of this. Rowdy made my life more full of love and and pushed me in the right direction. And again, goes back to creating those ripples and waves. That's the purpose for me, you know? And that's, that's the biggest fear at the same time. So it's like, okay, cool. I'm going to, tomorrow could be my last day, you know? But so it's like, okay, cool. I know that, you know, there's some legacy there. But it's I'm not my work's not done. I'll, I I know deep down that I'm living to a hundred. Like I've I, I know it. And the way I look, I'm 32 years old now. The way I look at life is I'm 32 percent complete. Everyone goes to me, oh you're 30. It's all downhill from here. Like fuck no. It's been uphill. It's been a massive uphill. My 17, 18 to the 30 was pretty much a fucking party. And hey, I loved it. I I had the time Absolutely. of my life. You know, because and it, I don't give a fuck, you know, because I'm like, oh, look, it's done in the past. I had a great time. I'm not going to deny that. You know, now I'm in the building phase. I'm like, cool, that's done. Got that out of my system. Let's fucking build. Let's grow. And I try and get myself better every fucking day. And I'm just like, I've got so much con- conviction into myself and I'm so proud and um, got so much... Yeah, I just I look, I just know that what I'm doing here in life, it's 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 going to be so impactful to a lot of people's lives. I get people messaging me going, "Hey, I love the content that you post. It's inspired me to do XYZ." Then they go and benefit their lives. You, like, do you know how much that makes you feel? Like, that is probably the best feeling you can have in the world is impacting someone else's life positively and just them going, "Hey, Rowdy, by the way, I wanted to tell you, you know, I've done X, Y, Z and, you know, I'm the happiest and the best version of myself. And it's all because, you know, you posted that content or you told me to do this and, and I took your advice and I've done that. Like, that's what I'm living for. It's amazing that Web3 has sort of brought you into that realm. Mm. It's a similar experience that I've had, uh, sort of jumping between different roles and different industries and sort of trying to find what I'm interested in doing long term. And as soon as I came across NFTs, I just felt like this is something that encompasses all of my interest points, whether I have a degree in marketing or not. But it's just, it's encapsulating. I I can't particularly put my, can't exactly put my finger on what it is, but there's something about it, whether it be the community or the vast utility and possibilities for it how nascent it is. Mm. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but there's something about it that really captures me. And I love the space and I, I love building in it. And it's, 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 it's motivating in itself. You know, one way I, I, I try to break it down all the time because it's so front of mind for me. And the way I look at it is I feel like it's like 
all the good people in the world who have gone through traumatic shit one way or another and we all have as individuals but the good good beautiful people because that's all i've pretty much met in this space as beautiful genuine amazing people it's kind of like the universe has all brought us together for one common cause and that's nfts and everyone's like oh well you know like no it's more than that it's more than a smart contract it's community like when, when you're in this space and you actually realize hey like why does this person want to help me all the time why is this person always reaching out checking out how my mental health is you know like well that's what we should be fucking doing as a human being you know what i mean but it's just not usual it's not usual yeah. and that's that's what i love about it i could be myself i can message people hey man how are you how's your mental health oh fuck rowdy you know like fuck i didn't uh, you know, and, and then they go oh I'm doing well or like I'm struggling with this and I'm like that's cool how can I help you like fuck you know like if I can help them like it's my job that job done you know like why do you think it's taken web 3 to make people become more caring or human or considerate yeah well that's a that's a great question um I think because as we've evolved as humans, you know, capitalism, egos, wars, and stuff like that, we've learned from the past. All a war is, is is an agreement between one person and another, and then they infect the rest of the population with their ideals and make people hate each other. How sad is that? The war that's going on with Russia and Ukraine, it's because one person doesn't like the other, and then they impose those ideals into others it's horrible us as humans if you dig deep down to the core all we want to do is love and love each other and want everyone to win and be happy you know the people that don't like it goes back to that saying hurt people hurt people right healed people healed people so it's just like everyone wants to be loved everyone wants to be in a relationship that's loving and caring they want to have those friends that love them and going to check up on them like i don't care where you are in your life you want that deep down you might be angry and you might go out and, and do bad things and stuff like that. You'll just go through a phase, you know. But, you know, deep down, that's what humans, that's what we're here to do. And I think now that Web3's come along, we've become a bit more aware on what's going on in the world. Hey, why are we watching TV every day and letting that dictate how we feel? It's kind of weird, right? I mean, I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, Who Dares Wins, the TV show. They used to go around and they put, used to push people outside their comfort zone and ask them to do some amazing things. People at home would be like, oh, that was amazing. That guy, you know, afraid of heights, jumped out of a plane. Oh, my God. You know, and that might have inspired other people to do the same thing. Now we turn on the TV, it's going, oh, my God, this person's hurt this person or this person's done something bad. And we're too scared to fucking leave the house. How fucking twisted is that? We let that dictate our emotions. And I think a lot of us have caught on to that and we're going, hey, like, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, I don't watch any news or TV or anything like that. The cool thing is now you're in control of what you feed yourself. Mm. The diet. It's not just about what you eat. It's about what you consume. Absolutely. Right? So, you know, for me, I'm very stringent on my diet. Okay, cool. Who I follow, you know, if there's something that I don't like. I'll Sorry, I just love that you said I'm very stringent on my diet. Who yeah. I follow. Yeah, I think that's really important for people to realize. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to ask if there's if you have any sort of Aussie projects on your radar that everyone should be take, keeping a lookout for. 
Yeah, look, I, I like Psychedelics Anonymous, Vulture and what he's doing there and the crew there. Um, we met them when they came here. Very, very cool. Are they, uh, where are they based? Uh, Vulture, I think it's in Sydney. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think he's based there, but teams all over. Uh, yeah, that's what they're doing there is quite cool. Uh, Medici, obviously Maddie and the crew there, they're doing quite well. Um, the other main ones that come top of mind um yeah that I'm, that i'm thinking of so i mean it's it's so early in mm. australia mm. there's some really really great projects coming out uh and there's some great things being born not just nft projects but web3 um projects in general you know uh there's one i've got friends they've got a company fusion xyz it's a software company a web3 software company they're creating something called portal gun uh you heard it here first Check out Portal Gun. I'm telling you right now, it's uh, it's going to be a huge disruptor in the space. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a guy there, Damian and George, uh, the two co-founders with another um, couple of guys, and uh, good friends of mine. And just what they're doing, the projection they're on, the journey they're on, it's beautiful, and it's good to see. You know, they've found out real problems in the space and provided real great solutions. Can you talk to a little bit about the concepts behind? Yeah, that so. I mean, it'd be better for them to, to do it. Um, but you can follow them on Twitter, Fusion XYZ. Um, but essentially, they're bringing out different products. So the, the one that I'm really bullish on, and they've got multiple up their sleeve, there's one called Portal Gun. Okay. And the UI on it is insane. Okay. So think of like a Discord cross NFT marketplace where people can go onto these projects. Um, if you're an NFT um if you have an NFT project, you can manage your community in there. You can set tasks for people to do. Um, there's voting systems. There's everything that everything you can think of. Well, wow. it's just in the one spot, and wow. it's it's so much easier to read. You know, Discord. It's quite overwhelming if you knew. Um, you're telling me. And then you get you know, it's it's just like what the fuck's going on? Then mm. there's bots and stuff like that. Mm. These guys have simplified it. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really bullish on that. I really think there's so much space to disrupt Discord. Oh, 100%. Top down. Biggest, yeah. biggest fucking... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's... I mean, we're just... Anyone thinks... A lot of people just take it for granted. Like, hey, these are the tools we got. No, we'll improve on them. Yeah. And that's what Damian and, and George have done. Amazing. Yeah, so those sort of, I guess, three um, would be the ones I'm bullish on. Um, for anyone that wants to follow me, follow me on uh, Twitter, jamesrowdy.eth. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, jamesrowdy.eth. Uh, E-T-H, that is, for all the Web2 mm -hmm. people. And uh, also, also TikTok, jamesrowdy.eth. Um, those are the sort of main ones that I'm, I'm uh, yeah, most active on, especially Twitter. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure, brother. We Thank really you. really appreciate the wisdom. Yep. And uh, we'll have you back on soon. Love it. Thanks, brother. Cheers, mate. See ya.